0: Hello everyone, this is Drew Precious, Director of Communications at the Presidential Precinct. I'm pleased to welcome you to Season 3 of the Global Founders Podcast. Here we will share highlights of our latest virtual programming initiatives, originally aired as Zoom events on the Presidential Precinct Network, featuring the voices of our program alumni and trusted experts working to further any of our six core focus areas. Thank you for joining us today on the Global Founders Podcast.
1: Welcome. It's so great to see everybody here today. It's a cool, rainy morning here in Charlottesville, so I hope that wherever you're calling from, you're getting a bit of better weather than we are, but uh, I think it's supposed to be looking up for tomorrow. I'm Nancy Hopkins. I am Director of Programs at the Presidential Precinct, and we are delighted to be hosting Aziz Ola today uh, as our second 2020 speaker. Uh, he's going to provide his thoughts about startups and sustainability. Now, this is a topic that obviously uh, has permanent re- uh, relevance any time of year, uh, any, um, any period uh, during an organization's development, but it has particular salience, obviously, uh, during a resource-constrained environment like the one that we're facing now. So I cannot wait to get uh, Aziza's insights on this really important issue which is equally applicable, whether you're involved in a startup for-profit venture or a not-for-profit or nonprofit venture. Uh, The 2020 format is meant to be um, a rapid dynamic uh, type of talk where we get a lot of content and questions out there in a short amount of time. Aziz is going to provide us with about 20 minutes of um, of of thought-provoking insights into the issue of sustainability and then we'll open it for an additional 20 minutes of Q&A. So uh, get your questions ready and please be sure to post them in the Q&A box at the bottom of your screen. Um, Also, if you uh, would like to do so, um, feel free to um, introduce yourself using the the chat function as well. If you want to say where you're you're coming from, um, feel free to post uh, uh, something in the chat box to to say hi and and to say where you're calling in from. So Let me introduce uh, Aziz and then I'll hand uh, the microphone over to him. Uh, Aziz uh, is a presidential precinct alumnus from our Global Leadership Forum 2018. He is currently serving as the head of learning and organizational development at Pakistan's Center for Awareness Training and Development where he's also a co-founder. He has uh, seven years of experience in learning and organizational development and training and facilitation with a strong interest in entrepreneurship ecosystem and business development um, and helping nonprofits, for-profits, SMEs, academic institutions and other institutions reach their full potential. He's worked with both national and international organizations um, and has uh, worked with young people and entrepreneurs and professionals around the world, including uh, in the U.S., uh, Turkey and Kenya, as well as Pakistan, of course. Uh, and he has a passion, which will become clear when you have a chance to engage with him for learning and organizational development. Uh, He has a background uh, in civil engineering, and he's a certified trainer. Aziz, welcome, and we can't wait to hear from you.
0: Thank you very much. Very fortunate to be a part of the Presidential Precinct Network, so thank you again for this amazing work. Um, It's very important that we understand in this post COVID or during COVID-19 situation, that how businesses have suffered, especially the small businesses, startups and entrepreneurs. So it has, where it has affected all parts of life, it has also affected the small businesses, the startups, the entrepreneurs. So today I'll be talking about how startups and entrepreneurs can build the system where they can sustain ourselves. We'll be discussing those things. I'm going to share my screen with you in a few uh, minutes. But before that, it is it is key to understand and to understand the current scenario that what's happening out there. Because just giving you an example, in my region there were a lot of startups who were working on uh, education, and they were more into training stuff. You know, life skills. But once this COVID-19 situation hit Pakistan, what happened that everything closed down, uh, businesses stopped their operations, schools, they they, they closed uh, everything that was normal. Everything got closed. Now, what happened? The startups and entrepreneurs who are working on education so they were more into online or, off, or on-site activities. So they were not ready to. Uh, they were not ready to start uh, online stuff. So the entire scenario shift from classroom to online. So those startups and entrepreneurs are suffering. Even my organization. So we are now re-strategizing how we can digitize ourselves in order to uh, in order to. Uh, come with the demands of the uh, demands of the clients are demands of the customers are of the market. So in that context, I'm gonna share my screen and discuss how important it is to understand sustainability and growth strategies. and I'm hope you all are seeing the screen. So startup sustainability and growth strategies, th- this is a way to the point uh, you know, to the point presentation. Uh, where we will go through these four points. Uh, So these four points are, so number one, realigning organizational structure. So these four strategies, why these four strategies, let me give you a little bit more background. So in order to adapt to to the, to the environment, to the current situation, we need to understand that we need to change some certain things. We need to bring change in the organization. So as a startup, as an entrepreneur, or as a small business, or as in ngo or as in organization we need to understand the situation and then we need to adapt ourselves according to that situation and we need to change a lot of things according to that situation so we will be learning four things uh, four strategies number one is realigning organizational structure we'll talk about it what it means uh, having the right the second one is having the right people in your team Team members are critical to your success. People matters a lot in organizations. And we will discuss how you can choose and why you should choose the right people in your team being startup or being an organization. The third one is diversifying revenue streams. I have seen a lot of startups, which I'll discuss in the later stage, that a lot of startups and entrepreneur, they stick to one or two revenue streams. So when it comes to uncertainty or tough situation, you or a startup should not rely on one or two revenue streams. There should be multiple revenue streams. And we will discuss by what we mean by diversifying revenue streams. The fourth one is networking and partnerships. Networking and partnership, what makes business sustain? and what make businesses grow. If you have extended network across the sectors, if you have partnerships, or if you're building partnerships across the sectors, that helps you sustain, that helps you grow. So we will be discussing how you can build and what are those things which you you need to consider when it comes to networking and partnerships. So we come to the first one, structuring the organization by structuring we means by restructuring we means uh the organizational goals the organizational structure by structure it means the hierarchy the organizational policy of course you have to look into more uh things after this COVID-19 and internal situation of course business model you have to see how the business model needs to be restructured and operational efficiency uh, these five things are very, very important when it comes to restructuring the organization and making sure your organization, your startup is sustainable and your startup will grow. So organizational goal means, again, if you have your organization vision and mission, now sit and restructure it, that how till now, whatever you have done, just reevaluate and see, does it need change or not? Should I change it or not? If it needs change, sit and work on it and change the organizational goals. Second, organizational structure, especially I'm I'm referring to this post COVID-19 situation and current situation due to COVID-19, a lot of organization has asked their employees and they are compelled to, to, to allow their employees work from home before that your organization your startup might have employees who are actually coming to the office but after this situation what would be your organizational structure do you allow employees to work from home do you allow them to to work from home for a few days and then join the office for a few days or what would be your organizational structure and and then again like um, uh, uh, the, 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 flatness of the organizational culture, the, 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 the st- uh, who will report to whom, which is very, very important because to my experience, I have been working with startups with the organizational structure. There's a problem. And that problem is, that there is no clarity of roles and responsibilities in a lot of startups organization there is a clash of roles and responsibilities but you if you have well defined organizational culture structure it helps you have a clear roles and then leads you towards effectiveness organizational policy whether that is hr policy that is financial policies that is work from home policy that is any kind of policy just sit and restructure it and see how it, it it is according to the today's need business model business model is something you should look into it because things that worked before and things that didn't work before you need to evaluate you need to improve things that work and you need to change things that dis- didn't work so you need to change your entire business model where it is needed, or you need to change some part of the business model. And again, it depends when you evaluate, when you say it, how you responded, your business model responded in the in the in the environment. And once you understand from that environment, then you come and you change your business model, and then it leads to operational efficiency. Remember one thing: startups, startups do not focus a lot on this efficiency when. It, comes to time, money, resources. So operational efficiency means that you should look into your policies, your structure, your business model, or your operational activities in order to make your operational operations efficient. You you save your time, you save your energy, you save your resources. And that would only be possible when you have proper structure, for operational efficiency, how you will achieve operational activities, what things you will do in order to achieve operational efficiency. So that comes under the restructuring, the organizational uh, organizational structure. The second important component, which is very key in sustainability and growth is having the right people in your team. Remember, your team members define whether your organization will succeed or fail you might have observed and i have seen in a lot of startups that a lot of people a lot of people who work in the startups they they are they are not either they're not that much passionate about that startup or their skill set that matches with that startup or there is an attitude problem so if you want to bring the right people in your team that help you sustain and that help you grow. You need to follow three steps. Number one, evaluate your skills gap and demand. First, you need to um, evaluate your organizational skills, need and demands. Then what is is the skill gap? What skills you need? What are the demand uh, in your organization? The second step is onboard people meeting your skill needs. Once you identify that these are the skills uh, you need in your organization and then you go and you identify people who can meet and then you onboard such people who can meet your needs who has those skills which your organization needs and the third give them career clear roles build their capacity again i refer to the first point where i said that the clarity of roles and responsibilities is very key to effectiveness of your organization. So once you onboard people, the right people, the skill, the people who have the right skills that you need, you need to give them the clear roles. And then you need to build their capacity. You need to train them, teach them about your organization, the vision, the, the, the history behind your organization and vision, and you build their capacity. So those are the people who will help you out in in your growth and in your sustainability. The third important key component is diversifying revenue streams. Uh, Again, when it comes to business sustainability and growth, you need to have revenue in hand. You need to have financial uh, um, saving in your hand. And that could only be possible when you diversify in your revenue. As I start in my introduction, as I said in my introduction, that all you need is to see whether your business model is a diversified one or not how many revenue streams do you have so if you want to diversify your uh, revenue streams uh, again your business model follow these steps. number one regular revenues understand what are your regular revenues number second projects assignments uh, are assignment best revenue for example consultancy would be a project, you bid for a project, you get a consultancy. And then the first one is revenue stream, the regular revenue stream. And the third one is indirect revenue, would be monetization, for example, from Facebook, freelancing, YouTube. So you, and there could be multiple more revenue stream. But these are the three revenue stream which we you need to understand. For example, my business. So we have regular revenues, certification programs, IELTS preparation classes, and some other in-house training programs. So that is our regular revenue streams. Our projects and assignment-based revenue streams are we bid to the government, to other organizations, and within projects and within assignments. So currently we have got three projects which we are working on. So that is a project and assignment based where you get the project, you implement it and you help the clients implement the project. And the third one is revenue, like we are now working to launch our youtube channel where we start generating revenue through youtube so once we implement the youtube uh, revenue stream so we will have the the three multiple revenue stream so if your startups your organization if you are a non-profit organization so you can diversify working across the organi- uh, sector uh, asking for grants for donations that's how you can diversify your own organizational model so you need to understand that you need to diversify your business revenue streams, if you are uh, or organizational uh, in, uh, in uh, income streams, if you wanna sustain and grow. And these are regular revenues, project or assignment-based revenues, and indirect revenues that could be monetization of Facebook or other other uh, um, other kind of online platforms. The fourth very important component is networking and partnerships. I referred to my first introductory talk. If you want to sustain, you need to have strong network. If you want to grow, you need to build partnerships. and, And to have a strong network and to build partnerships, follow these four guidelines. Number one, evaluate your current network. So see whom you have worked so far, whom you are working right now. You can evaluate different other uh, uh, platforms, for example, LinkedIn, Facebook, other people whom you are connected. So once you identify, evaluate your current network, then identify potential people whom you can network with for partnerships. Now, list down the people who have, who have similar work with the work you do. or organization who have the similar work, what you do, so list down Identify those potential people, those potential organization. The third one, connect and pitch your idea or business. So once you identify, connect with them and pitch your idea, pitch your business or pitch your organization so that you can build a partnership so that you can understand them, they can understand you. And there is a potential match of partnership. The fourth one, once you make the partnership with the organization, keep the relationship alive. It is key to sustainability and partnership that once you enter into a partnership with one organization, you need to sustain that relationship because once you've done that one assignment, you might get the next assignment. Once you complete that assignment, if you are in that relationship, the organization might offer you another assignment. So that's why keeping relationship uh, alive is very, very important uh, to sustainability and to growth. So again, these four points, realigning organizational structure, having the right people in your team, diversifying revenue streams, and networking and partnerships, these are very much key to the organizational sustainability and organizational growth. So I'm gonna move now to uh, the question answer. So again, if you have any question in this discussion, just put it in the question and answer session, I'll answer you there. So I'm, I'm going there to answer the question answers. So how the, one of the question is from AC, how to keep the relationship alive. Sometimes you don't know how to behave. It's a very important question and very critical on how to keep the relationships alive. Remember, if you got if you got a chance to work with someone, you built a relationship, you establish a relationships. Now, once you are done with the work, this is where it comes about keeping relationship alive. So all you need to do is stay connected with the organization, share your updates with the organization or with the people who you are in relationship with. Tell them what you're doing, tell them about your achievements, share opportunities with them, reach out them. Like one of my strategy is, like we were discussing a while before, so one of our strategies is we have multiple people in partnerships. So even if I don't have any work with them, so I sometimes call the CEO or the executive, just tell them, hey, what's going on? How's everything going? How's business going? What you're up to these days? Just a normal chat. Or sometimes I invite them to my office for a lunch, for a dinner. And this is how I continue my relationship alive. And it helped me a lot somewhere it it gives me business and somewhere we enter into a partnership for a new project to bid for the government project or for any other project so you can keep relationship alive by keeping in touch with the organization sharing your achievements your organizational achievements and sharing updates with them Uh, potential partnerships that you and that organization and that person can work together and can facilitate other organization, or can can build partnership with another organization. So these are some of the techniques that can help you uh, keep your relationship alive. So I hope this is the answer to the question, but if there is something further, you can ask another question with that. Uh, We have another question, Uh, Nancy, thank you. Uh, one of the consequences of the COVID-19 pandemic is a massive and forced migration towards remote work with use of ICTs, very true, including meetings, trainings, and sales. How do we make sure that our business is inclusive to vulnerable groups like people with disability? So this is a very, very important question, especially for those startups w- which work across the communities and which works uh, globally, who has a community influence across the globe. So there are many aspects into that. So one of the important thing to make sure that it is inclusive, especially for the people with disability, that you need to reach out to the people. For example, we hold this Skype meetings, this Zoom meeting, uh, we do conferencing, uh, WhatsApp conversation, and this all is happening. Online trainings are happening, that all is happening. So. To make it more in- inclusive and to, to see that people with disability are benefiting, or are, if they're not uh, facing any issue uh, while working remote, uh, while, working re- uh, while doing remote work, all you need is to reach out. Reach out the people you think there is a need to ask. And this is where diversity inclusion comes. You ask them if they need further support, whatever is happening right now, For example, you're holding meetings, uh, video meetings, video trainings, and other kind of meetings. So apart from then, you just reach out to them, you, you ask them if they are comfortable or if they have any other suggestion or if they need more assistance, more support. So whatever the feedback you get, that helps you redesign and re-strategize things and come up with a better strategy that helps you that helps them work uh, effectively from home. So this is how you can play around how uh, you can include people with disability by reaching them, by asking them and facilitating them whatever their needs are. So another question again from Nancy, uh, one one of these four areas tends to be most challenging for the startups and why? Which one of these four areas tends to be most challenging for the startup and why? What do you see in your experience with your clients and peer organizations? So uh, this is a critical question. I won't see any one of this. I would say everyone plays a very important role. Let me explain it. For example, you have an amazing organization. You design a great, very efficient, effective organizational structure, but you don't have the right people in your team. Again, you cannot, you cannot implement that organizational structure now you have the amazing organizational structure efficient effective one you have great people in your team but the third thing you don't have a diverse diverse revenue stream your re- revenue streams are not diversified so again you will face problems and then if you even if you have if you have revenue streams if you have amazing team and if you have effective business model, our organizational structure, but you don't have partnerships. You don't have network. So nothing is is effective for you then. So I personally believe to this question is that every aspect these in my experience that I have worked with the clients, these four elements are key. I don't, uh, I will not uh, give a hierarchy to these. So everyone who is listening, uh, who is watching and will watch later on, remember one thing as a startup, you need to make sure these four things, because these four things are key and this will give you sustainability and growth. Uh, How do you accurately evaluate skills gap in your team? Excellent question. Uh, Now when it comes to evaluating skill gap, so One of the things that my organization we follow, I follow as a a training consultant. So what we do is we design a questionnaire. A questionnaire that may contain 10 to 15 or 30 questions. And then again, you go and you start from the CEO till the employee till the low-level employees, and you give them that questionnaire and you tell them what skills they have, their strengths, their weaknesses, what they do well, what skills they utilize well on the job and what skills they need uh, while working in the organization which they should ask for the organization. For example, there could be different kind of question in order to assess or to understand the skills of uh, your team, uh, your core team and your, uh, and, um, your operational team. So once you design this survey, you you give it to the employees and they fill that survey and then you come back and then you see that what is the current skill of your employees, what skills they need. And then the second uh, uh, evaluation is your organization. For example, if you are an IT organization, you're working on education, providing online courses. So you need skills that is website development, web designing, content designing, graphic, whatever, like you, you need a lot of other skills. So that's the skill set that your organization needs. So you've done skill evaluation of your employees. Now you do skill evaluation of your organization and then you match it up. You see, does your employee have the skills that your organization needs? Or does your employees have the skill that your organization need? So then you combine and you see if there are skill match, great. If there is a skill gap, that's where you need to work on. That's where either you can develop your team in that skill or you can hire somebody with, with that skill. So that's the strategy you can play around to identify and evaluate skills. So another question is how how have you advised people on changing their organization to a virtual platform? Uh, again, my answer, it's not a straightforward answer. i It has multiple perspectives. I would, I would say that uh, you need to have a multiple strategy, like my organization. So, we do have this online programs, online coaching program, online certification program, but we also have on site training program. So we have this mixed model. So I would rather say that have a mixed model. Uh, if you have that mixed model, that helps you sustain and grow well rather than you just rely on one platform. For example, online uh, virtual platform might not work well. For example, my organization in my region in Pakistan. So uh, people are not that much used to online stuff, online learning. So understanding that scenario, what we have done, that we do launch online programs, but at the same time, we have most of our programs on site because a lot of people prefer to come to our office and attend the training. So you can design a mix a strategy. My recommendation to you, as a startup, as an entrepreneur, as an organization, would be that have multiple platform strategies. Don't rely on one strategy or on one platform. Make yourself available on multiple pr- platforms so that you have revenue stream from multiple platforms. Uh, we have another question what trends are you seeing relative to the availability of capital during this time to invest in promising startups it's a very critical uh, uh, thing. Uh, I think this is hard to answer this question because every organization have suffered uh, when it comes to financial capital so when it comes to financial capital so a lot of a lot of us, uh, are struggling with it even the bigger organization uh, they are struggling uh, redirecting their capital um, especially financial capital uh, because uh, a lot of businesses have stop operating a lot of businesses uh, have financial issues even paying their employees so if you're a startup and looking forward to 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 get some grants donations or uh, um, investment so th- It's hard time, but it's not impossible. You can make it possible with the right strategy. If you can, if you know the right resources, for example, I share a few resources. There are a lot of uh, multinational organization, INGOs and some donor organization who are are giving funds to people who are affected by this COVID-19 situation. So you should look into that funds. And then there are some competition where uh, this post-COVID-19 situation, they're looking into some solutions. You can take part in that and can win a grant. And then the third part is a government. For example, in Pakistan, so government is supporting small businesses and startups to take loan on on a very easy um, uh, condition. So you can see what what you have around that the government offer could be your provincial government, could be your um, federal government, Uh, any kind of our banks could could offer loan or any kind of uh, opportunity that in this tough time you can you can avail it so and and the other strategy would be to sustain and gain some capital is to quickly restructure yourself um, uh, as per the uh, technology for example a lot of things has gone online so if you want uh, to gain some capital and some revenues, it's good to re-strategize and do few things that gives you few, do few things online that gives you some revenues. So again, like it's a tough question to answer, uh, but all you can do is just reach out, reach out to the donation, uh, to the donor organization, to, to the competition happening around a lot of, for example, Facebook has pitched uh, um, a grant, Google is has pitched a grant, a lot of other organization, are pitching grants. Uh, so you can see, and of course, your government, wherever you are, you can see what are the government strategy to help small businesses. Um, so another question, I believe coaching and emotional intelligence are key to essential in these times. Uh, how are you creating the need for this with your company? Since most companies still don't consider this type of services a basic need. A very, very important question. Uh, about the emotional intelligence, because in this current situation, we need not only to understand, uh, uh, understand the physical or the financial needs of the people or the employees, but also the psychological or mental needs, or mental situation of the employee. Uh, why it is important because we all are struggling. So of course, emotional intelligence is important. Empathy is very important in this current Uh, situation where when we empathize with the people uh, with the employees and help them come out of this situation so in my organization our policy is that we we have this meeting once or twice in a week we come to the office all all the employees depends upon their schedule it's a pretty flexible schedule and then we do online work we have made it easy for example, in the normal days we were working nine hours per day. Now we have given six hours per day. We have told them work from home, work effectively for six hours, and then again, like we provide them the salary with a with with a little cut, like 25% cut. Uh, it's again, it was based upon the consensus that we we talked to our employees that this is the need. We don't wanna anyone to leave the organization, but this is the formula we have designed and they agreed on it. We all agreed on it and we implemented that formula and all the employees that I have in my organization, we're still working, we're still trying to uh, adopt to the situation and we're doing well in this current situation. So that's how you can, you can play around the basic needs um, um, of your employees, understanding them, empathizing with them, and helping them come out of this current uh, current situation. Uh, and emotional intelligence as an employer, as a startup, it helps you uh, it helps you reach out to, 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 to understand your employees where you can, you can utilize them in the better way. For example, our employees. So what we do is we, we, we have understood their, their family situations and we have assigned them work according to their family situation. For example, one of my employee who comes from far, far away area, so he's from a village uh, for our countryside. So what we have done is, it's a different situation, internet problem. So all we do, we have tell them, come office three times a week and rest we can communicate through SMS, through, through, uh, through mobile and we will coordinate updates, and you coordinate updates with that. So that's how you can play around and you can effectively utilize using your emotional intelligence in this current situation. Uh, some more questions, great. So many amazing questions. Uh, how have you advised people changing? or uh, Again, uh, this was the last question. Uh, do you have ex- uh, accessible post-op learning material that we can use for the metrics and capability building. Uh, of course, this video, I think Drew can answer on this, but this video will be available on the Presidential Precent YouTube. And there is also a network, uh, the Presidential Precent Network, a lot of learning content are available there. Um, and you can, you can, uh, you can uh, learn from there. But I would recommend a few more resources, online resources. Uh, some, of, For example, Udemy is a very good uh, platform then um, course era, um, edX, um, you, can, you can search Google, you can, uh, you can YouTube, a lot of things that you think, because again, internet is something that can give you a lot. So in my perspective, use all the available platform where you can learn and there are a lot of helpful material that can help you transform your organization, re-strategize your organization, help you identify uh, uh, your revenue streams and can help you design your organizational policy. Thank you very much. And it was great uh, uh, answering these questions. Nancy, over to you.
1: Fantastic, Aziz. Um, I'm sure everybody's having the same reaction. I feel so energized after hearing your talk. These are such accessible, practical strategies for um, increasing sustainability and growth of our organizations. And so easy to remember. Right structure, right people diverse revenue streams and strong networks and partnerships. So I think you've really given us some great tools and um, we really look forward to carrying on this conversation with you um, on the PPN. Um, and I'm sure, uh, folks who didn't have time to ask questions or things that come up later, it would be great if you could respond to some of those and we could have a bit of back and forth, um, in our, in our online network. So, um, we are delighted, um, that you could join us today and are so appreciative of you sharing your perspectives. Do you have any last words for the group before we wrap up?
0: Oh, yeah. Thank you. I mean, this is a great way. I really like this, this platform 2020 talk because a lot to discuss and a lot to ask and get the answers. So thank you. Thank you very much for the amazing efforts. And it was really exciting talking and answering the questions.
1: Fantastic. We're just so happy to have you as a a friend and collaborator, Aziz, and as one of our, um, our alums. So thanks so much for making the time today. Uh, And we have uh, some amazing events coming up. We're gonna continue our online programming here over the next few weeks and throughout the summer. uh, So please uh, stay tuned for announcements about future 2020 talks, campfire conversations, and a reminder too that next Wednesday, for those of you who are members of our Presidential Precinct Network, uh, we have a virtual chat, which is a really casual time to just uh, meet each other in a virtual space, hang out, uh, have a cup of coffee together um, and talk about what it's ever uh, on our minds. So look forward to seeing some of you um, to drop in next Wednesday. So again, thanks so much for joining uh, and enjoy the rest of your day.